Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Greetings, loyal listeners. You're listening to The Blowhole on Insider Radio. This evening, you have the the wondrous pleasure of listening to myself, James Radio, and my co-host, Rob Cast, who is elated by the, uh, the performance of the Miami Dolphins last Saturday night, watching them absolutely destroy... A series of players who most likely will not be in the NFL next year, or maybe even this year. Rob, what are your key takeaways from Saturday evening? Half of our backups can beat up two-thirds of your backups. <laughs> Tua certainly looks good. That is for sure. Um, I, I will be completely honest. I didn't watch the entire game. I watched the highlights uh, exclusively, and then I watched the uh, like the every the all plays or all downs for the, uh, for the two of passes and all those things. So uh, that was the extent of the football. Oh, and then the, uh, the Equivalent highlights I watched as well. So uh, that was the extent of the, uh, the watching that I did once I, uh, once I saw who was playing for the Falcons and <laughs> I, uh, I especially wasn't uh, paying too much attention or putting too much stock in the outcome of, of the game. But what I did like to see, and, and I think what the players were echoing after the game was they were working on, um, up tempo, uh, pace, you know, uh, keeping the, keeping, getting the line fast and, and moving and, and finding guys in space. And, and they definitely did a lot of that. The offense looked great. It should have looked great. Um, so at least nothing troubling there Tua does. I mean, I, I will say same thing I said after last week in, in Chicago, um, he looks like a, he does look like a different, uh, kind of a different guy this year. Obviously it's going to be much slower than it would be in a, in a regular season, you know, fast paced type of game, but I'm just, I'm just itching to get to the regular season. I just want to see what this offense looks like uh, when the live bullets start flying. Oh, I can't, I cannot wait. I need to, I need to see, I need to see real football, but uh, yeah, I got, I did watch, I did not watch the game live, but I watched the, uh, the game pass replay more than once, um, at least the first half. Um, The, we were playing against scrub, but Tua looked good. The offense looked good. Um, he looked good moving around, like getting out of trouble. The touchdown throw, which I'm sure, which I'm sure everyone has seen, um, you know, he he slid up in the pocket, made a great throw. His throws are gorgeous. He's his yeah. the way he leads, his accuracy is insane. And with these with these last two starts, the national media is actually starting to come around a little right. bit. They're starting to hear people be like, okay, well, you know, we said we have to see it, but maybe it's real. I even heard on a uh, 
on a football podcast, they did a sleeper episode, and one of the guys mentioned to her, they're like, hey, you know what? Grab them at the, grab them with your last pick. Like better, probably be better off than grabbing a you know a, a Trey Lance or Justin Fields. You never know. This you know with this offense, this may be uh, maybe somebody worth having. And again, I do feel like this this could be a special offense this year. I would like to. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm really really anxious to see it in action. Um, I, I thought I think Gaskin is is going to be sneaky good. Um, I mean, just obviously again against the keeping the competition in mind. But I mean, the the while he was out there, like he was, I mean, he looked like a you know top tier NFL running back out there on on Saturday. Um, just he's fast. He hits the hole fast. Um, you know, finding space. You know, breaking tackles. You know, he's de- deceptively tough for his size. Um, the, the coaching staff loves him. I can see why the you know the offensive line has got to love a guy like that that, that fights for every yard like that. Um, really, really anxious to see him get going. Um, I, I think the running back room is, is, we talked about it a little bit going into the draft, like how this was like a, a clear need and they didn't really address it in the off season or in the draft. But I, I actually like the, the room of guys they have. I like Gaskin. I like Ahmed and I like Brown. Like I, for, for what he is, I feel like Brown's a, a definitely a much a, like a, anything's an upgrade over Howard, but I feel like he's a, like a better <laughs> version of Howard or maybe what Howard should have been, I guess. And I love Dokes. <laughs> I, I would like to see him. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, but, I, I haven't seen a lot of him. I mean, but, he's um, not, it's, but that you always love the end of the, you know, the end of the roster guys or whatever, especially when it's like a, you know, he's not a fullback, but the bruising guy at the end who could like, you know, just put his head down and maybe move a pile. Those are just fun to root for. Yeah. So um, we are recording this on Wednesday evening. Um, so there, there, there were some moves that happened. Um, I was kind of ones that I was like really, really following. Um, actually, before we get into the moves, let's let's finish talking about. The, is there anything else from from Saturday night you wanted to mention? I mean, Equivon was a monster, but once again, I mean, consider the competition he was going against. But he looked fantastic, and they were, you know, the the schemes were good. I mean, I thought, you know, we got to see Phillips for the first time. He didn't really make any splash plays, but he was uh, he was setting the edge. Um, you know, from some of the highlights that I watched, he was you know he was holding you know holding his position, doing what what was asked of him. I think they're telling him or, or teaching him uh, to be patient, and his opportunities will come. Um, but we, you know, we certainly saw on on, uh, on Saturday night what uh, you know what this defense is capable of. You know, just coming at him from every angle because Equivon was all over the field. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. and he's, that's our, what's, what is he, a third string, third string middle linebacker. Right. And uh, just, just dominated, just dominant performance, reminding me of another former uh, Canadian football league player that the Dolphins signed. Uh, <laughs> that was also a, a defensive MVP in the CFL, um, Cameron Wake. So the, the one thing, the only one thing I wanted to add is uh, I know it's a preseason, so you can't put much stock in like the schemes that they're running, but I liked the way they were using the pass to set up the run. And in, in today's NFL, there's nothing more frustrating than running into the line two times and having third and eight. And, yep. and like everybody knows you're, you're throwing. Like throw the ball early on those downs where, you know, from a running or whether it's RPO and then play action. And then when you mix in those runs, they are, they especially like when you're moving the ball, now there's huge holes for those runs. We we are not a team. We are not a three clouds, three clouds, three yards in a cloud of dust team. We can't say, okay, we're lined up, you know, with heavy personnel and going to run and push the pile. That's not what we do. We need to get the guys in space. And I liked seeing that. Like that, there wasn't really, I didn't feel that was a big part of Chan Gailey's offense last year. And, and I think it's, it's more of a modern 
NFL thing where, you know, said using the run, using the pass to set up the run as opposed to the other way around. It does look a lot more contemporary. I, I, I was skeptical of the uh, of the plan for the offensive coordinators, um, having seen a little bit of it in preseason and again, you know, reiterating how meaningless all of this is that we're seeing in preseason. But I'm, I'm feeling good about it, you know, feeling good about the reports we're hearing out of camp, you know, seeing it in action, like watching. I know they're not this isn't the full offense that we're going to see, but, you know, it looks good. I think there's going to be, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of motion. Um, there's a lot of speed on this team. Um, you know, even when the second stringers get in there, like I, I really like the way Brissett's running the offense. I did want to touch on, you know, Eichenberg got in there, um, you know, got some run with the ones, played mostly with the twos, but was was dominant. Like, I mean, like, I, I think, yeah, yeah, he have, yeah, I think we found a bookend right tackle. I don't know what that means for Jesse Davis. Um, you know, left I, I would like to see <laughs> what's a left tackle, <laughs> uh, maybe, you know, maybe. I, I, it's left tackle's not as important in this offense because it's not to his blind side. The I right know. tackle is the, is but the more important of the two positions. So. I mean, Austin Jackson's still like that. Every you know, he's he in a microscope now. He was much better, but yeah. but he's still. But yeah, I mean, still we want you know we need to see. And again, we'll see it with the regular season. We need to see it. The only other thing to add about this game was I had the the worst experience not watching it live because I was I was actually out and I was a little busy but I finally had like a minute to myself so I pulled out the phone and uh because the game had just started you know was running for about 20 minutes or so open up game pass I'm watching it the play I see the play end I'm like oh we're down to the one yard line that's cool and the very next thing I see live is Waddle like run limping up the sidelines and collapsing in pain? And I'm like, what the what? And then I had to go, and then I had to shut the phone and not know what happened. And I was in a foul mood. And then when the next time I had a minute, I was scrolling Twitter to try to see if I could find anything. And there was, there was I figured it would be a big story. I couldn't find anything. And then finally, I saw uh, Travis Wingfield. He was like. I say, oh, he's you know he's uh, got his helmet on. He's running running sprints on this. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, that really almost ruined my night. Yeah, I I, I understand. I had a similar uh, type of experience where I was uh, scrolling through my newsfeed, and it was one of those like one-off sports sites that was clearly going for clickbait. It was just like a like a giant picture of Waddle rolling around on the uh, on the fields and uh you know with the, with the headline waddle injured in dolphins preseason game um and i was like what i'm like why didn't i see this in, in any of my other streams and then like, i like clicked on it and read it and it was like he was back in the game you know shortly afterwards i was like oh all right thanks thank you clickbait it works that's how, that's long. how you know i mean and again we get so nervous and that we forget but like if I don't if I don't get six flashes on my phone, one from NFL, right. one from CBS, one from ESPN, one from the Miami Dolphins, then it's not a real news story. <laughs> Which keep in mind, you know, we are we are in preseason form as well. So so they, they got me with that one, but I'll be uh, I'll be more attuned uh, as we go go up go through the season. Um, all right, so so segue in my you know the the second and third string offense you know got some run and, and they've, there's been some guys in training camp that. That have been making some headlines, some splash, some splash plays. Um, wide receiver room. Um, this is an area that we talked about, you know, in the offseason as a clearly an area that this team needed to focus on and address because of the lack of playmakers they had last year. And maybe it was, and I think we we addressed this as well, less less of a lack of playmakers and more of a lack of healthy playmakers because you have, you know, you had some players like Preston Williams. Devontae Parker, and then you had Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns who opted out. So 
those four of those top, those are probably your top four wide receivers that were, that were now unavailable. So you're well, it's a good thing. added Will Fuller, cause he's known for uh, never missing time. I think the plan is just add as many injury prone wide receivers as you can. And then when one's hurt, one will be healthy and then you can just swap them in and out. But we haven't, we haven't seen, yeah, we haven't really seen any of those guys in the, any of the preseason games. So um, they, they finally started making some moves. Um, some of the guys who had been playing well, um, you know, have, have been, uh, have been moved on from. So, uh, so Foster was one of the guys that they brought in. Um, he was a college group, uh, college teammate of Tua Tagovailoa at Alabama and was, uh, you know, was one of the guys they signed in the off season, never really made any noise around the NFL, but he's, he's had a, a few, uh, cups of coffee with a few different teams looked really good in training camp, had a really nice touchdown catch, uh, on Saturday, but, uh, he was let go, uh, this week. And then Lynn Bowden, who, uh, who flashed a little bit last year was a third round draft pick of the, of the Raiders that we got, um, uh, in a trade last year. Um, I thought he flashed a little bit for us. Um, he's been moved to IR, so he's permanently on the IR. It's almost like a red shirt season, I think, for him, because I feel like he's probably going to be that Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant type of player for them in the future. But they just, I just don't think they have the space for him this year. So, you know, uh, I don't know if he's actually serious. I mean, I'm sure he's injured. You can't just put him on the, the IR like that if he's not. But I don't, I don't know how serious it is, and, and they might just be doing that to kind of keep him uh, on the team as a uh, potential replacement for Wilson in the future. I'm assuming, um, but the, you know, the room seems to be Parker, Fuller, Williams, Wilson, uh, Grant. For some reason, he must have. I mean, I guess it's probably the the value on special teams, and then Waddle, obviously, um, who is the, the, the high draft pick. So that's a lot. That's a lot of mouths to feed. It's a lot of balls to get around, and that's not even talking about the tight ends. Kuseki and the uh, the high draft pick uh, Hunter Long. So, so you you think they'll carry six six wide receivers? Because oh yeah, have, I, mean, gonna, to. I mean, Merritt was another one. Like he's looked really good in camp. They haven't. He's still on the roster right now. So um, I think he would be eight. Did you, if you have Hollins? Because Hollins is, they're probably keeping Hollins. I'm assuming. That, yeah, he's in the, another special teamer. So you got the all right. So let's 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 run it down. Let's Parker, Fuller, Waddle. Right. Yep. That's three. Williams. Yep. Wilson, yep. Grant, that's yep. six. And then Hollins and Merritt would be eight. There's no way they keep eight. There's no way they keep eight. That's Merritt crazy. Maybe on the practice squad. Yeah. I mean you would have to, yeah, I think so. I don't I don't think he's I, I think I don't know if he's so like we love him. You know, he played well but he was playing with playing well with the threes. It's not like he was you know, I mean, he was on the two. He was playing with Brissett. Like he was, he was making some plays up there with the twos. But I mean, still, like I, I get it. Like he's, he's further down the depth chart. And then uh, Ford, Isaiah Ford was also let go as well. Yeah, another, another. I mean, he's an NFL quality receiver. He should probably catch on somewhere. I would think he'll be back. Um, yeah, <laughs> we know how this dance works. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm I hope hoping not because that probably means somebody's <laughs> going to get injured. But uh, yeah. But yeah. So and then you had Bowden in there too. I mean, there's like ten, like. Well, 10 solid wide receivers on that team. And remember, week one, Fuller can't play. He's suspended for week one. So if right. they may carry, you know, they may carry a guy for that week and then put him on the practice squad for week two or something. Someone like, yeah. a, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. They're going to want I, I mean, they're going to probably want to carry four tight ends, too, unless they cut Smythe or, you know, I doubt they cut Shaheen. But you know you got Hunter Long. You that he was a very high draft pick. So that's and you know Gasecki. That's that's four tight ends you got to keep. Yeah. Unless so, you, unless you trade Gasecki. <laughs> I mean, no. I I know, but I mean, in the 
I'm I'm saying if he's not their long term plan, obviously I I want to see him. I think he should get paid. But if he's if they're not planning on paying him, and they see some flashes from you know Long and Shaheen, then that you know no, don't you be. I wouldn't do be that. surprised. I, just... I'm not saying they should do it. I'm just saying it's 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 a Belichick move, and it might you know. I and we're trying to be uh, New England South sometimes. It, you can't, you can't, you can't rule it out. I mean, he paid, he paid Gronkowski. He kept him there for a long time. So, I love Gasicki. He's not what Gronk was when Gronk was Gronk. He's not the blocker, no. But I mean, as a as a receiving threat, I mean, I, I think he's he's he has the chance to get to that level of you know being that type of threat on offense in this contract year. Like, but I mean, I get it. I I, I get it. But he's gonna. I mean, I could not even trade him. They may just let him walk and get the. And if somebody, someone will give him a big enough deal that that could be a third or fourth round pick. Yeah, I mean Gronkowski in his prime is. They're different. They're different players. I don't mean to to compare the two. I just mean they they both play tight end and their their name starts <laughs> and the, with G and, and the similarities and with, end there. And <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they're. I mean, you know, they're they're obviously he's a he's a receiving tight end. He's he's basically just a, another wide receiver out there. Although like, I'm hoping to see some improvement from him on the blocking game. Um, let's talk about the defense. We've we've talked a lot about the offense last week, and you know already already on this this cast so far. Um, I'm pretty. Ex- I think that the. I mean, it's not. It's no stretch. The defense was definitely the the strength of this team last year. I'm I'm thinking it's as excited as I am to see the offense this year. I I still think this team's going to live and die with its defense, and, well, and I am very excited to see what this unit does this year. I don't want to ruin what we're going to talk about next week, but uh, we're going to live and die with our defense and our special teams, which we'll be breaking down <laughs> position by position <laughs> next week. You tune into the blowhole. I don't think we're gonna break break down anything. No, but the position. but but not but you know only half joking. The the special teams has looked insane. Like yeah. the coverage. I mean, we know we know we got the the kicking the, the the field goal game down. The new punter looks great. The coverage looks great. I don't know. Obviously, you can't make too much of it in the preseason because guys are gonna be you know running almost everything out. But it seems like we've got the the you know the. I think what they're going to be shooting for is getting that ball landing at the five yard line, forcing them to come out. But yet, the coverage is getting there, right? We're, we're I mean, how many times have we have the team started inside the twenty? I mean, I just think those little things are going to be huge. Are you allergic to following the script? Like, do you just refuse to to follow the things that we're supposed I'm to be talking about? When we're supposed to be talking about wild card. <laughs> wild card. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yes. So the defense, the front seven, I feel like there, there have been some changes up there from, from last year, obviously, uh, Landon Roberts, uh, the, who was the starting middle linebacker and the, you know, one of the run stuffing, uh, components of that, that front seven last year is still on the team. Um, but he's, you know, recovering from, uh, you know, torn ACL. I don't know at what level he will be there. He's been replaced by, um, Bernardic McKinney, who's been, you know, he was an all pro linebacker in Houston, uh, battled through some injuries, uh, the past couple of years, but I mean, this guy was an all pro, um, in a, in this, this similar scheme of defense. Um, he seems to be fitting right in. He seems if healthy. He's healthy. Um, yeah. They, yeah. Be a they monster. seem very, very, very pleased with him. And they, they haven't, they got him at a very bargain rate. He rewards his contract. He's very, very affordable right now. I think that's a, I think that's an upgrade over Roberts. I think you're going to be seeing, um, Obviously, we're going to be seeing more of Van Ginkle this year than, you know, because Van Noy was a big free agent signing that, 
you know, didn't really, I mean, he played well last year, but they, uh, you know, they, they have moved on from him. Um, and then you still have Agba and then you have the, uh, the rookie Phillips on the other side. So it's a, uh, you know, the linebacking core is solid. And then you still got Wilkins and, uh, and Raekwon Davis. Um, and then Adam Butler, who is a signing from new England kind of replacing, uh, Davin Godchow and, and then he's uh, Zach Siler still up there as well. So it's a lot of plus guys in that front seven. And we haven't even started talking about the secondary, which I think is the real strength, but I'm, I'm excited to see the front seven this year. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure. I mean, you're seeing Sam, Sam Equivon getting four sacks in a, in a preseason game. I think we're <laughs> going to be seeing, you know, more performances like that in the regular season. I agree. And yeah, like you said, like last year was a, I, before, uh, some, before we started the preseason, I kind of went back and watched a handful of the games. And like, I watched that, the Rams and the 49ers games again. Cause I'm like, these are good teams. And like, Whoa, my God, that defense was so fun to watch. So yeah, I think they'll be able to be more consistently like that. Last year it was more like we could do that against certain guys, right? Certain, certain quarterbacks. And I think, uh, I think we'll be able to expand on that and be, uh, I think it'd be a top five defense. I do too. And if you remember, pro- and you remember correctly, obviously there was no preseason or training camp last year. So they kind what? of, Why? you know, it was, was that, this- it was that week four, right? That week four, I believe it was, you know, when they played the 49ers was week four, week five. That's when they turned that corner. That was like, they, it looked like a totally, I mean, the defense was good before that, but then like you could see after they had got those, you know, they, they got their timing down, they got their schemes down, they got their calls and their reads, you know, figured out. I mean, most of the leaders are still pretty much there. Um, you know, Baker's still there, um, and you have uh, Rowe, and then obviously Howard and Jones uh, in the back, you know, in, in the in the secondary. Um, there are some rookies, some new components, but they're getting that that full preseason and full offseason, so they should be raring and ready to go week one, and I just would love to see them dominate the Patriots up there. And that would be amazing. The one thing, uh, the national media is kind of – they're already penciling like, oh, as the Pats is number two, and like, can the Pats win the division? And I'm like, oh, you boys, you fascinated with this national wanna... media stuff. Well, yeah, like they... I like to see, I like to see how the outside world thinks of the. Dolphins. I like when they're not talking. About I do like things. when they when they underestimate us. Um, that's that's that's, and I'm fine with that. So. No, it makes me angry, but I like when they do it because it makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, and then, and we haven't even talked about the secondary yet, right? And they are just, they are fully stocked back there now. So they didn't really lose anybody in the off season. Um, their fourth, their fourth string corner, or maybe fifth string cornerback is, uh, a guy that was drafted in the, in the first round last year, Igbenogany, who's still got a ways to go. Um, but he, that's a very high draft pick and you got guys, I mean, there are just, there's just a, a ton of talent back there. You got, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, who, for my money, that's the best tandem of cornerbacks in the NFL. It's certainly the highest price. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, Javon Holland as a rookie who's supposed to, you know, who's been dominating training camp um, by all accounts and measures, should have been a first-round pick. Um, we got him early in the second round. Um, you have Eric Rowe back there, um, another, uh, you know, kind of hybrid. hybrid type of safety, but really, you know, knows the system was – you know, was with Flores in New England, came down here to Miami. This is now going to be his third season down here. He's, you know, he's kind of erased to, uh, opposition tight ends. Like, he, you know, he seems to lock them down, except for uh, Darren Waller, who gave us fits in that open game last year. But he does that to everybody. Um, if if you remember that game, I mean, Roe was all over him. Those were just, I mean, there's just, there's nothing you can do with that. So, um, 
you have him back there. You also have Brandon Jones, uh, who's, who was a, a high draft pick last year, who should probably get some playing time this year uh, back there as well. And then they signed Justin Coleman, who's a, a nickel corner. Um, you know, he was in the New England system. He played in uh, Seattle as well as Detroit. Um, he's a he's an elite level player in the in the slot. Like he is that like he's that he's that good of a coverage man um, in the slot, and he knows obviously knows the, the system well. Um, just and that's a huge addition. I think it's really gone under the radar, but I think he's going to be just a huge, you know, just a lot of really smart, savvy guys back there. And then you have, you know, Needham, who's like one of my favorite players. He's their fourth cornerback. He's just the guy's so scrappy, but he's he's always he never gets burned in coverage. Like the guy's always there. His hands always on. I feel like his hands always on the ball. And he's breaking up a pass and every time. Every time they go at him. And you and that's a lot of guys. And you forgot to mention Jason McCourty. Who's, yeah, uh, that's true. I didn't. Even, yeah, that's right. Because they're going to have him playing some safety as well. Um, you know, now that they got the X situation figured out, which thank goodness they figured that one out. I was uh, was definitely sweating out a little bit, but I think once uh, I felt good once Flores came out and said he thought they could get things done. That usually when that happens, they uh, that means they're going to get something done. So. And viral star Trill Williams. Oh yeah, is he still he's still on the squad? I believe so. Nice. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're just stacked back there. And I mean, you know, I'm going to knock on some wood, but uh, this is one of the best defenses I think they've had, you know, on paper in a very long time. I think they're going to make lots of plays. I think they're going to be, they're going to be very, very difficult to play against. And this is why you brought a guy like Flores in it's for this year. Like this is, this is the year where, where it should all come together, at least on the defensive side of the ball. I know on offense, everything really rides on Tua, but Really excited to see the defense get out there this year. And the one, the uh, the other defender, I mean, you didn't forget to mention him because he's the bottom of the depth chart, but he's been so much fun in preseason and the tra- and the practices. But the Shaquem Griffin has just been like, just like this ball of lightning. Just like I don't know how much how many snaps he'll get that aren't special teams, but he seems like a great locker room guy, and uh, and I'm like I like having him on the team. Yeah, I was really glad that they signed him, and thanks for bringing that up. I don't, I don't know how much run he's going to get with the with the starters, or how much we'll see him out on the field. But there's other guys like that too. There's, uh, you know, Vince Beagle is another one who we didn't have last year, uh, but he's another like high motor, like effort guy, and that's that's a lot like what, what Griffin is, obviously, with given his, uh, you know, his his physical shortcomings. But and I remember when he played at UCF, um, you know, and in college he was, uh, you know, just a tremendous football player. He still is. So it's a, it's amazing the things he's accomplished given what he's had to overcome. Yep, big fan. Cool. Um, any other notes um, on the defense that you want to cover? Is there anything else that uh, that you would like to uh, to call out outside of uh, Mr. Griffin, uh, the, the Mr. Griffin signing that happened? No, I I thought we were getting into long snappers. That's next week, Rob. Again. Oh, Special next teams week. Next Sorry. week, remember? I'm off script already. <laughs> All right. Well, um, why don't you guys stay tuned, sit through some commercials. I promise you, you're going to want to stick around for our, our nonsense segments. It's, it's really good this week. We might put football in there. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day. Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back. 
So really quick, once again, I have uh, done myself and our podcasts a, uh, and our listeners a disservice by not talking about our social media presence. So you can follow us at tblowhole on the Twitter. You can also follow us on the gram, the blowhole podcast. And then we also have an email, the blowhole radio at gmail.com. And uh, we did get another uh, amazing email from, uh, from one of our, our oldest fans, uh, not old in age, but old in terms of he's been listening to us since the beginning. Uh, Scott, uh, one of our, our, our big fans. So he, uh, he shares our enthusiasm and excitement for the, uh, you know, the victory over, over Atlanta and what we're seeing out of the, uh, out of the offense so far in the preseason. So that's, uh, that's good to hear. Um, so thanks Scott for listening and uh, everybody else, please, if you guys want to participate, shoot us an email, uh, you know, give us a follow, give us some likes. Um, you know, lots of, lots of hilarious memes are, are being posted every day. It's uh, it's good. It's good stuff. I promise you won't be disappointed. Right, Rob? Um, I, I'm not making any promises, but you, you will you will uh, get your money's worth. <laughs> You'll probably be disappointed. But let's let's. Be honest. But if you do email us, we'll, we'll most likely uh, give you a shout out on the podcast if you're interested. So. We, we can even open up with uh, with a movie recommendation that neither of us has seen yet. From oh, that's right. Scott uh, recommended the the Green Knight. Uh, which is based off of the uh, uh, the King Arthur, uh, I believe it was the Shakespeare. There was a Shakespearean uh, story about it that was. Uh, so this really... this is how I know it'll be good. Well, one a bunch of people I've seen say like, "Oh my god, that movie was really cool," and it looked really cool. And it did I, look cool. And then I was. I, ta- to, I do need to watch. It. I was talking to my brother, and he's like. Oh, I saw that Green Knight. What a piece of garbage. There was like no night fights or nothing. It was just like a bunch <laughs> of walking around and really boring. And I'm like, okay, this movie's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. I love I love when you get those reviews from those types of people. I mean, you know it's going to be something that you like. Now, don't get me wrong. My brother and I sat went to F9 in the theater and, and loved it. But I think he was expecting medieval Fast and Furious maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so you're telling me he has one speed? <laughs> it's a, and it, it's, it's fast. fast and furious. And furious at the same time. All right. And, uh, yeah, the Green Knight does not strike me as uh, something that uh, Fast and the Furious enthusiasts would, would, would be into, I don't think. No. I, I don't see any part for Vin Diesel in it. <laughs> Although the guy did kind of uh, look like Groot. What's that? Oh, yeah, he was. That's true. That's true. So I did. Uh, I, I gave the uh, the what if uh, uh, series uh, a, a spin. Did last you see night. the second one? It was. I, I watched. I I finished the the Captain Carter one, and then I started the um, the Star Lord one. I, honestly, like it was just it was a little too uh, too juvenile for for me. It was a little too kiddish. Um, so I, I don't know if I'll be watching more of them. But it was. I mean, the, the animation was cool. Um, the idea is cool. I just. I don't. I don't know. I think it, so, I just wasn't uh, was wasn't feeling it. It's funny because I'm like. At parts, I'm like, this is a li- this seems a little juvenile, and then Agent Carter literally murders like 96 people. Like, Correct. Yeah, and I know uh, it's I was, war, but I'm like, that's not very juvenile. Like, I'm like, all right, well, that's kind of adult. And they cuss. how about the uh, the uh, No Way Home trailer? Have you seen that yet? I have. Thoughts. Um. Yeah, I mean, it looks. I mean, I'm going to see it. Right? I mean, they weren't well, going to do well, anything. We know that they I weren't just, going yeah. to change my mind. I, I almost want them not to put too much in the trailer. 
Um, I thought they, I thought it was borderline. Cause I was like, I had so many questions about it. And then like when it, like, and they kept pushing it back and I was like, wow, they're just going to keep this really mysterious. And then it comes out and it's like, I feel like they released a lot of plot like in that, in that. And, and I'm, I was surprised. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm going to see it. Spider-Man is my favorites of the, uh, of the Marvel characters. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I've always been very excited. So I'm really geeked out to see the, uh, the old Spider-Mans too. Like the, uh, you know, seeing Doc Ock come out at the end was, was awesome for right. me. Cause that's still for my money is probably the best um, comic book movie that I, that I, that I've seen since this, you know, this Renaissance or whatever. That's maybe up there with, with Nolan's Dark Knight movies, but have you watched Spider- it recently? Spider-Man two. Yeah, I have. Okay. I did for me, for some reason, I didn't feel like it held up as much. Like at the time it was the, the Defoe best. one doesn't hold up as much, yeah. the, but the, the, I feel like the Doc Ock one is still like, it's just, it's from start to finish. It doesn't really, it does the character justice. The acting's good. And the writing's good. The music's good. Like it all. I didn't like the, the whole fight scenes look good. Losing his powers because he was all because he got weird in the middle. But uh, that was my only little gripe. Uh, but it was the it was one of the first. I mean, honestly, all of the superhero movies, the ones that work, are the ones where they spend some time on the villain, make the villain relatable, believable, like deep. deep. Don't make him just a shallow thing. And the, all the, all of the great movies have the great villain, whether it's you know the the uh, Black Panther, right? The villain. It was yep. it was because the villain. That's the difference. Even Thanos, like yeah, Dark Dark Knight, Dark, yeah, Ledger's Joker, exactly. Like those, yeah, I mean that, the thing about those old Spider-Man movies, I think that that got them in trouble was they kill them. Like in, in the comic books, like they never, like they don't die. You right. know, they, they can like, that was the thing you couldn't, you couldn't use Defoe again. And like, it was always, you know, that sucked because he was such a good green goblin and you couldn't use, and Doc Ock is like, you know, these are like quintessential Spidey villains. You know what I mean? So. Well, that was the, know, that can, was the movie problem from the beginning. Even like the Burton Batman would kill, you know, right. they, all of them died. And I'm like, I mean, comic books. Well, are, Nolan, Nolan doesn't kill the Joker on purpose, and right. then the actor goes and dies. So, <laughs> so that was yeah, that was. That but was, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, comic books. There, there's soap operas, right? Nobody die. Everything you're going on, you're telling the story for fifty years, and nobody ages. Like things, right. get, you get bored. You got to bring people back. You got to do some weird stuff. Nobody stays dead for long. That's why I'm excited for this one. Like I do, like it. It, it seems it seems really cool. Like I'm a huge fan of, of Tom Holland. Like I, but I, I you know, I, I think he's actually been probably my favorite of the live action Spider Man. Oh, I by far. That, like, well, I mean, McGuire was good, and I actually thought Andrew Garfield was a was. I thought uh, McGuire was a really good Peter Parker, and Garfield was a very good Spider Man. Holland seems to be good at both of them. Okay, uh, McGuire was okay. To, was good at start. But emo emo Parker, I'm undid. throwing Spider Man three. No, that he was not, there, and he gets there. he gets the blame. Emo emo Spider Man, get out of here, emo Parker. That's um, yeah, that's out of. I'm and, not talking about that. That that didn't happen. And Andrew Garfield, <laughs> I don't even think I've. Did he make two of them? I don't even think I saw the second one. He made two. The first one I thought was actually pretty good. So I did watch them with my. Uh, I've I've watched them with my children. Obviously, my uh, my teenage daughter who has has very good taste. My oldest one uh, actually likes the Garfield Spider Man movies better than any of the. Those are her favorite ones. I think they like were very keen on like speaking to teenagers and like that's like what they were kind of that like that demo is what they were going after. It's it definitely resonated with her. That is for sure. So you're saying it was so Fletch. I think so. <laughs> if I knew what that meant, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, my, anything, uh, yeah, anything else? Well, my, uh, my only that you've watched recently. Well, before my only gripe with it is the whole like he starts the spell and and uh, Spider Man asks him a whole bunch of questions. Is the fact that that's what breaks everything? That felt a little too like we don't know that yet. Like, yeah, I, I know, mean, but it's, hopefully yeah. not because that's a big piece. But that felt a little too much like like Star Lord not take not helping with the the not helping with the glove. I'm like, I realize he can't take the glove off, but you guys could have written the scenario where they don't get the glove off a little better, better than yeah, this. Could, right? <laughs> exactly, could have been done a little bit better, especially given that. Doctor Strange knew exactly what was going to happen. Like, why did he even have him? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's supposed to be pretty, uh, yeah. But either way, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Like, it was, I was not thrilled about that part of the trailer as well. I also wasn't thrilled with them revealing that much, like we said, to kick this off. But um, I don't, I'm still, I'm I'm stoked, like, to see how it happens. Because honestly, the stuff that's, that, you know, is probably going to come out of this movie was a lot of the stuff I was, you know, we were hypothesizing that we were going to start seeing coming out of WandaVision the last time we spoke. So let's, uh, oh, let's speculate. After credit scene, we get X-Men, like an X-Men tease, like a, or a four of Fantastic Four, like somehow sneaking through one of these holes in reality. God, I hope so. That would be that would be cool. So I guess apparently they dropped a. There was they've confirmed that there was there was an X Men nod in Black Widow. Like one of the one of the characters in jail with Red Guardian was a uh, like a uh, an X Men character. But I can't remember who. But I, like was, I actually was confirmed. Haven't. Like yes, that's who that was. I haven't seen like, it yet. But I mean, it was minor and small. But like they're they're starting to drop little breadcrumbs. So. I would think, like, I mean, maybe we'll see some, um, you know, in Eternals as well, um, which that trailer looked really good, I thought. Yeah, but I, I, I'd seen some of it already. I think they released I some weirdly have, I mean, I'll watch it, but I weirdly have, I weirdly have no interest in it. Maybe because I, I never It's completely really... new. They're characters I've never heard of or even seen mention of. And that's, like, have you that's, seen No, them I mean, I think, I mean, they've been in books. They're just not, I think. Oh, for sure. Like, I didn't know anything about Gardens of the Galaxy either right. until... I mean, until those, you know, those movies came out and then I started. I think my problem with I the, read some of the comic books. My problem yeah. with the Eternals is like, you know, we've watched Mankind and, and never done anything, but now we're going to intervene. And it's like the aliens coming into they New York. They say it in the trailer. Thanos. They were given specific orders not to intervene, Rob. Yeah, but they're doing it now. It would seem like if you were going to do it, maybe the whole Thanos guy could have would have been good to have your help then. Well, maybe that's what made them. That's what changed their. That's what maybe. changed their mind. The Hopefully, they, yeah. Just write I it. Know. I mean, obviously, yeah. You just cool write, cast. Write it I mean, cool cast. The, the trailer looked cool. Like the effects looked awesome. You know, they didn't give a lot of the plot away. So, like, I'm I'm intrigued to see what's gonna you know what's happening. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 geeked up for the for this next phase of Marvel movies for sure. It's been. I remember go when I went to see Black Widow in the theater. I was like, man it has been so long <laughs> since I'd seen a Marvel movie in the theaters. And I was just like, it just feels good. Like, even though it was like, the movie was fine. Like I, I liked it, you know, it was definitely like, it had all the, like the great, you know, ingredients of a Marvel movie, but it wasn't really like introducing anything exciting or like kicking off the next phase or anything like that. Right. Um, but it just felt like familiar and, and great. So like, I'm, I'm stoked, man. I can't wait to see, you know, these, all, all these movies that are coming out. Um, I forgot the next one that comes out is the uh, the Ten Rings, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm excited for that. That looks super cool too, man. Like yeah, I'm, I'm I mean I'm just I'm 
I'm stoked. I'm, yeah, I'm they very know. excited. They know, they know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not, like, I think I've been on record as saying this before. It's like, they're not, <laughs> none of them are, like, the greatest movies, but they're they're fun. You know, it's good. It's it's always a good time. You know what you're getting. Like, they're never terrible. And it's, yeah. Did you uh, finish The White Lotus? I did. I did. Did I, you? Yeah, I finished it or last did... night. Definitely, like, yeah. it was funny, because I watched the first two, and I was like, I was underwhelmed, but everybody was talking it up and I'm like, all right, I'll stick with it. Cause sometimes I have a, I don't have a problem with like terrible characters. Cause I, but they have to be likably terrible. Like, you know, if it's like an always sunny or a Larry, you know, or, right. or, or, uh, curb your enthusiasm, I'm fine if they're not likable, but if they're, if they're unrootable and unlikable, like everyone, but obviously that was the whole reason, right? You were, everyone was supposed to be, a, but, uh, yes, spoiler alert. Well, I won't, but the ending was, uh, I mean, it was really good. The last episode was really good. Like everyone said it, it and they were, yeah. right. it was, I, I was very impressed. And then it also like led me to believe, cause I mean, we just been, or led me to realize how good HBO is at just making television. Like, it seems like, like all their shows are just like, whether or not you, you know, you like them or, or not like that, just the quality of like, oh, like yeah, the yeah. writing and the, the direction, like the, you know, the cinematography, the music, like everything's just like so well done. And if it's you're not sure world. how well done it is, watch the uh, Netflix blockbuster movie of the week, which I'm just like, how do you spend all this money, get all this talent and give it such a terrible, boring script and make it a terrible, boring movie? It's insane. Yeah, because immediately insane. afterwards I watched, uh, I started this uh, Tales from the City uh, series that had the same the same actor from White Lotus. Uh, I can't remember his name. He was the guy that played the, the hotel manager. Oh, Armand. And yeah, he, yeah. He, and then in Tales from the, he's also the like one of the stars of Tales from the City. And it's just like, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I mean, Ellen Page is in it too. Like, it's got a good again, good cast. Like, you know, it's got a great, you know, like it's the source material is great. It's based off of uh, how old is that? Uh, it was released in 2019, um, but it's yeah, it just wasn't. Uh, uh, just the, the the acting like it, for the for as well for as good as the cast was, it just seemed like poor direction and, and writing. Who else is Laura Linney's in it? There are, but there's some Netflix series that are great, like because she's in uh, Ozark, and that's amazing. You know, well, that's Netflix. That's not network. Oh, did you say network? I thought you said Netflix. Oh, I no, I said Netflix. I thought you just said network. No, this is all Netflix. I'm talking okay. about Netflix. No, this no, Netflix, Netflix has some good shows, but they're, they're movies. Like when they try to make like a movie. Like a blockbustery movie, they're always terrible. Fair enough. All right. Well, we got the Bengals this week. Probably won't see many starters, but uh, let's go Dolphins. Let's stay home. Let's go Dolphins!